You are listening to the Wi-Fi Ninjas podcast, where we talk about wireless technology. Here are your hosts, Mac Daring and Matt Starling. Yeah. Or close the door. You can close the door. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Come in, but be quiet, which is impossible for this group. Come around, Francois. You know, I don't have your guys' audio. I would be playing it all. But I can play... Do you have, the, can play banter? Do you have the banter show theme, though? I have, I have both of ours. I, need, I nice. don't have theirs, though. Uh, so play, play it on, man. Let's, let's kick things off, huh? It's, right. we're, we're at the hour. We'll start with the banter show. banter show. That was the short version, right. apparently. That's ours. Welcome to the Clear to Send podcast, a podcast about wireless engineering, where we educate you on Wi-Fi technology, talk about design tips, troubleshooting, interviews, and the tools. Here are your hosts, Roel and Francois. You'll have to sing it. Yeah, if you don't mind. <laughs> if you don't mind singing. Uh, you've done a great, great version of it there, UC, so I don't need to, uh, to do that. Just <laughs> podcast. Right? Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. So, you're listening to the Wi-Fi Ninjas podcast, where podcast. we talk about wireless technologies. <laughs> technologies. Here are your hosts, Mac Daring and Matt Starling. Matt Starling. <laughs> well done. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So, uh, who are we and, and where are we? Yeah. Well, let's start with Francois here on the very back. Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, so, we are at WLPC Europe in Prague. And uh, I guess we are from the Clear to Send podcast. These guys are from the Wi Fi Ninja Show from England. Yo. Uh, the Wi Fi Ninja Show, uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see is the. <laughs> Yussi is here from the banter. Where are your colleagues? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm missing. We like have one third, one third of the banter show. All right. The other guys are doing too much bantering outside. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So tonight, uh, the plan is to talk about the WLPC. Uh, we have a few slides here. We have a, a, uh, probably a couple of guests coming in to talk about their uh, presentations here. So the idea is that we, in, in a few minutes, summarize uh, you know, some of the presentations here at WLPC. And then uh, we may have a surprise guest come in as well, but, but okay. we'll see, see about that um, <laughs> later. So um, should we start by just uh, looking at some of the presentations? I could uh, share my screen. Yeah, you see, what, which one was your favorite that you've seen? Because you've seen them all, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like the Yesterday one morning, you remember the... <laughs> You were the first one here. I saw you sitting down in the front. Yeah, yeah. I I actually was here. (laughs) Actually, I saw you laying down on the on a couch. Actually, did Did you guys see that? Anyway, um, (laughs) so so the guys are cracking jokes because I was here Sunday, but then I was away for Monday, Tuesday. So I haven't seen quite all of it, but um, but uh, let's see what you got. See some of it. Uh, Like your slides. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I, I wonder which screen is actually broadcasted. Can anybody see? Uh, like, should we change the uh, swap displays? I want. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're either seeing your presentation display. <laughs> Maybe you should look at the chat. No no one's monitoring the notes, right? No yeah. one's monitoring the chat here. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing when you have only one third of the banters yeah. uh, here. This is what happens Thanks when you guys. set up. This is yeah. No sidekicks. <laughs> no sidekicks whatsoever. It's okay. It's okay. We'll we'll get this going. We'll get we'll get it get there. Uh, it doesn't look good though. Maybe just mirror. Can you mirror the screen and then yeah, that way it's yeah, the same? Yeah, that's that's the way to go. You've somehow got some green lines. Well, we're well, we getting some some more guests turning up we now. Fernie's coming in. Oh, what were you guys' favorite sessions? Yeah, while I set up. Okay. Yours. Uh, <laughs> obviously, we really enjoyed your Wi-Fi six presentation. Is very good. And um, our our. And our tests are very similar because you guys have a Wi-Fi 6 uh, episodes as well. We do. And it's actually really good to see the differences, you know, between me and, me and Francois' tests and then your guys' tests. And just to see where Wi-Fi 6 is actually going or, or what yeah. does it look like from some of these vendors, right? Now, you are a lot more brave than what we were because Mac, <laughs> Mac was trying to convince me to do some live demos when we did our event. And I was like, man, oh. I'm not doing any live demos because... Yeah. So just so you guys uh, on the Zoom call, Francois wanted to do a live demo, and I, I called it the the demos of all live demos because it consisted of ten WLAN pies, uh, a, a ubiquity switch, um, yeah, ten, no, ten WLAN uh, eleven because no, one 11, was one was a DHCP server, yeah. then a Jetson Nano, which was your PCAP collector. So he was collecting PCAPs. We have an Aerohive AP broadcasting in the room and we told everyone to connect yeah and it <laughs> <Yeah>. worked <laughs> and it worked uh it magically worked and uh thanks to Fernay for for telling you yeah. to test it out yeah the day yeah. before the day before i was it, like uh, Fernay came to me and he's like did you test it i'm like no he's like oh you should test it and then we spent the night testing it and good thing we did because i forgot the admin password on my jetset nano and i had to rebuild <laughs> it overnight oh man and can you it, imagine uh you know 20 minutes left of our presentation oh, we're just yeah. watching francois type in the password <laughs> wrong <laughs> several times um so fernay saved me uh, here, here seems to be some more of the wireless banter show turning up maybe we're up to two thirds now coming in but um, but then afterwards uh, that night we had a Wi-Fi six party, yeah. which we were actually able to see OFDMA in, in the lab. We yeah. didn't see it, uh, so in in our presentation we weren't able to see OFDMA. But two three hours in to the Wi-Fi six party, as we're yeah. all tired, we saw it for maybe ten seconds. Yeah, and then we saw it on in the packet we, captures. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we the same for us. Like when we was, when we were doing our testing, we had to, we we managed to capture it. Uh, a couple of videos, but trying to recreate it, we were doing speed test after speed test, and yeah. uh, you know, trying to trying to re-simulate that is very hard. So it's not obvious when you look at the spectrum. It's not obvious to know if it's OFDMA or not. Like I'm not even sure yet. Like you yeah, really just have by to visualizing it, it it's yeah. not confirmed that hey, that's OFDMA. You have it to correlate it with the packet capture and try to see when did it happen and all of that. Yeah, that was, it was yeah. It's hard hard to capture it, but um. Going back to your previous question about some of the other uh, of the uh, presentations that I liked, Andrew McHale's presentations were really good, uh, especially his one on a uh, 11k RMV. Yep, it made me want to go off and switch V off of all of the wireless networks I've gone and deployed recently. So thanks for that, Andrew. <laughs> he's uh, he's at the back here now. He's uh, 
spectator for the uh, live yeah, webinar. We should probably talk about uh, Andrew's presentation, shouldn't we? Well, as, he's, uh, as he's turned uh, Andrew, up. you want to come and uh, you, you promised to give us a five-minute brief of your, uh, your preso. Can you do, can you do your ten talk in five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> How many minutes did you uh, use on stage? Total 40, okay. So uh, here's Andrew's presentation, 40 minutes in uh, three come minutes. Rounds. So come around, come around, and uh, it's up here. So, uh, you know, go, man. Uh, just see if I can... Did you fix the uh, technical issues? Yeah, technical issues right. have been solved by removing the... Webcam's about to break now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself every to everyone. Yeah. So you're on, you're on a Zoom call. If you see me on a video, then I'm mildly offended. Um, <laughs> because I'd like to preach about voice whenever I can. Um, so yet again, another WPC and more more voice preaching. So rather than me talk, what do you guys? Uh, so what's going to be your talk next year then, if you can talk about voice? I'm all out of, all out of ideas <laughs> now. So hopefully something will explode on the well, VOIP. Well, VOIP over Wi-Fi 6, maybe you can talk about that okay. next year. If anybody gets it working. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we have one year. <laughs> Well, no, we've got to submit topics in like nine months, right? So <laughs> I need some warning. Just submit it and then you figure it out uh, right <laughs> before. So you had two quite very interesting findings. If you want me, to, if you was looking for us to ask you a question on your presentation, I could maybe prompt you on something that I found quite interesting. Was that my shirt? <laughs> I'll play your shirt. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, your findings around uh, with your AO2.11R uh, over the uh, and over the DS. Yeah, so let's flip to that if I can control UC's Mac. I'm not a Mac user. So that was, uh, so, so UC asked me to take my 43 slide deck and basically distill it into three. So um, <laughs> basically, I don't get to show all the sweat and tears I went through to do this. I just get to show you the results. So you're really kind of cheating here. But this was basically an overlay comparison of, of roaming without 11R on on the far right and then in the center with over the DS and on the left over the air. Um, and yeah, I mean, over the DS. Me and, me and Mackenzie are going back and forth about it. He, he still won't agree that over the mm. air is, is superior. But um, over the air was... Forged. You essentially forged the test to prove you're right, right? Th they're not forged, but I've made it my mission <laughs> to, to disprove Peter now. I've kind of found my niche in the community, and it's, it's basically me versus Peter on most things. Uh, well, Peter, obviously, but <laughs> he's been doing this a lot longer than me. Do you have the microphone now? So <laughs> Yeah, I know, but it's still a community. I still have to see the guy tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight, straight after for the uh, WLA oh, yeah, quiz night. Yeah, me, me and him on the, the quiz comparing. So Who's we'll going to be the ring caller? Both of us. Like, we tried to make it just Peter, but he said that he wanted, uh, well, I don't know, if you, you trademarked banter? Because he wanted some banter between the, <laughs> <laughs> the compares. Um, so, right, so yeah, what you're looking at here is, is over the air being... Put it, put it closer to your mouth. I think he's trying trying to hint to show you there. Really? <laughs> my, my voice is not being very picked subtly. up. That's the first time ever. <laughs> I'm normally told to shut up and move the mic away. Um, yeah, so over the air here is a lot quicker um, than over the DS. And, and my negative with over the DS is that you still need to have a connection to the access point you were on to initiate it. And so I'm not a huge fan over the DS, but Peter's argument is that although there's more frames in the over the DS, over the over the DS, um, well, actually, there's not more frames. He claims there's less because two are on your existing channel and two are on the new channel, whereas over the air requires four. But, but to me, the evidence is there. 
when when the transaction has started, you know, two two uh, milliseconds for over the air and then sixty for over the DS. So, okay, but it's still more awesome. Still are so. awesome for voice, yeah, compared to you know four hundred and seventy-two milliseconds for for no eleven R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so a uh, second thing that was extremely interesting is your favorite protocol, which is 802.11v. Uh, tell us how much do you love it and why? Yeah, yeah. Right, so I was testing in, in my home lab, right, and I had to make my network very aggressive for the testing to happen. So I don't want everyone watching to think that this is typical of 11v. Um, but because I had to make the, the network so aggressive, just to try and trigger an 11v transition, it actually just broke, basically, connectivity. Um, the, the network told my iPhone to go somewhere else. When it did, it chose a worse AP with worse signal. Uh, and the moment it connected to that AP, that AP also told my iPhone to go somewhere else. So then it tried to connect to another AP, and that one told it to go somewhere else immediately. So my iPhone felt pretty unloved during this test. Um, but as I say... The settings were aggressive. I don't want to say that's real world because it may not be. You know, you may get different mileage in an enterprise, but it didn't look good from where I was sat. Did you try with the Vosra badge? Uh, we do not support 11V because okay. the client should make the decision, not the network. Okay. So it does ignore it. Banter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if 11V is on, we'll just ignore it. We'll ignore the, the transition requests, yeah. Okay. So since we have you here... You can also tell us which was your favorite presentation. Oh, that's, that's a loaded question. With all these people in the room looking at me. If you say Keith, we'll have a great leading. You might come back next year if you say Keith. Guaranteed in for your presentation in February. <laughs> Guaranteed spot. Do you want 55 minutes for the next WLPC? Keith, Keith always brings a, a world of knowledge in, and I think I love the fact there's troubleshooting methodology there, and the, the stuff you put on the screen is fantastic. But I mean, in mm. terms of being blown away, it was um, Germans, is that how you say it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was. Airtime calculator? Just yeah. Lifted the rock on something very, very ugly in certain cases that you know we hadn't really paid attention to so that blew my mind and and took a lot of work to get to so so can you summarize or german can you <coughs> summarize your presentation <laughs> 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 come, come quickly here you have two minutes to summarize right the key, key Pass, thanks thanks andrew That's yeah thank you banter on love you Thank you very much. oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> coming <laughs> all right so german everybody german yes yeah. hello hello Yes, uh, to summarize, uh, I have built an airtime calculator in Excel, where we calculate each and every bit in an TXP, and then result is the duration of a TXP for all, for all an available MCS or, or for A, N, AC, and AX on all different resource units. And uh, I used the result to uh, explain or visualize the effect of the post and show that even if we give each client a lower speed rate at AX, each client gets a higher throughput. So you pretty that much... Uh, one, one minute. You pretty much explain the math behind the higher efficiency. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
So how, yeah, and you worked a lot for that, right? You don't, you didn't mention that, but you did a lot of reading, and, of reading. and working and over the summer to, to come up with that. Yes, I bought a draft about June, middle of the summer, and I read it maybe 40 times. And, uh, <laughs> and I have to narrow it down to a very small item, so I find all the stuff. OFDMA and cutoff, multi-user, MIMO, target, wait time, and all that kind of uh, stuff. That is a fiscal header that amazed me. So what's the next step? Like, how would you make it better? Andrew van Arch challenged me one time and to calculate the timing in an aggregated frame. Mm. So maybe yeah. on a my calculator go on downlink, down OFDMA. I have not calculated up link OFDMA yet. Okay. So we still... So then the next step would be up link OFDMA and aggregation frames. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank you Jerry, I think you've got to get in here and introduce, introduce yourself now. Okay, yeah, come on, man. Should we stop the uh, screen sharing here? Yeah, since, <laughs> we're, since we're not talking about voice anymore. I'll pull up the next one while it was. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I don't know what I'm speaking about. But what what uh, did you do this week, Jerry? What did I do this week? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just been hanging out. Um, no, I've uh, actually just got done uh, doing a, a deep dive session. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of my main uh, my main gig this week was uh, putting together a, a deep dive on the WLAN Pi. So, yeah, just, uh, just wrapped that up and did jumped it, on the show. Did the people enjoy it? I hope so. I enjoyed yeah. it. I yeah. enjoyed uh, delivering it. It was fun. Yeah, a um, couple of new things this year that uh, I was pretty excited about was the uh, remote packet capture capability that uh, we've had some rough kind of remote packet capture capabilities through some third-party tools and different means and stuff, but uh, it's uh, through some reworking and some enhancements in Wireshark, um, we're able to set it up pretty quickly as a remote packet capture device. So can you can you explain how that works? Like which like what do you do? What do you need to do? Which piece of equipment do you need and um, so the WMPy image now uh, has all the kind of commands already entered on the WMPy side and pre-set up for the, the monitor mode and packet capture capability. Okay. And then it's just setting up your Wireshark. Uh, they call it an EXT cap, I believe, which is a, a new kind of plug-in system of Wireshark that allows you to create these remote interfaces. Um, so we can basically set up the WMPy as a remote interface for Wireshark. So you connect WMPy via USB to your laptop? And then Wireshark establish uh, SSH connection to the WNPI and then send the TCP dump command. Yep. And then you stream back the packets back to your laptop. So either over the USB connection if you want to do it locally or over an Ethernet connection if okay. you want to do it remotely or okay. I guess still locally as well. But yeah, the, right. the Ethernet side would allow it to be anywhere along the network. Awesome. Yeah. Francois has questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he helped me to set it up on the... Um, Jets on Nano, so yep. we could do the same thing, uh, capturing AX packets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is not something that's you know hard set to the WLAN Pi. This is mm. a yeah a Linux, a Linux command yeah. yeah type of thing. So really, any Linux box you can uh, make work with this. 
and we had to type it yesterday with a, yep. a keyboard we didn't understand. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was quite the adventure. Uh, I think we had about four people involved to enter a few keyboard commands. And hey, we, we, we made it through. It was a little bit of a translation and different things involved, but uh, we got there. Now now the, f- the full wireless banter show crew are here. Joel's just like sneaks in around the back. You go, come, come say hello, man. Should I like slide over? Are yeah, we doing video the camera is. I, d- I yeah, don't know yeah, if the we got video okay. on or not. There's video. The yeah, come squeeze in. All right, right behind Francois here. Cool. Uh, hey, I'm Joel, and I am now here. I don't think we've actually met, no. by the way. I'm Joel. <laughs> nice to meet, meet you. you too, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Super nice hey. to meet you. Yeah, you as well. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. Yeah, sure. Again. <laughs> um, no, Mike. It sounds like you have auto tune on all the time. It's just funny <laughs> for me. <laughs> Not funny to me. I I'm listening to it all some, the time. Uh, audio processing on your voice in the podcast, but I guess it's just your voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Joel is here. Uh, first of all, welcome uh, back to Banter. Uh, uh, you were going for ten minutes. Yeah, sorry, I just didn't really want to. We've show gone up, full so Banter. <laughs> you want to talk about uh, the packet potato for uh, a bit? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Do you want to hold it up close to the camera? No, no. You easy? come, come here. Oh, come, come here. Over there. Talk about it. All right. Oh boy. Mind the cables. You want? Okay. You hold the packet potato. I'm gonna go over this cord. Okay. I'll just like uh, I don't know. Oh, just Jerry, sit on Jerry's lap and I'll. <laughs> okay. Slide note. Hey, Banter Show. Or, no, Banter Show slash CTS slash Wi-Fi Ninjas. What are we calling this thing, anyway? No idea. Who's this guy? I don't know, but it's nice. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, it's the Gits. (laughs) Some say that he gives really nice shoulder (laughs) massages, actually. (laughs) Okay, so what you're looking at, am I supposed to talk about the packet potato? Uh, No? Okay. um, We don't talk about the Gits as well. Uh, we could, although we should leave him as mysterious as possible. Nobody has a clue who he is. Um, so uh, first off, since we have a European, a slightly European audience here, I should probably uh, explain what exactly is going on with the whole potato thing. Um, so I'm from the States, obviously, and I live in a state called Idaho, which is synonymous with potatoes. Like if you eat a potato in the States, it probably came from Idaho. So I am potato fi. Um, and so this is the packet potato, which is basically the world's worst packet analyzer ever. It's the worst packet analyzer ever. So you've all seen like a uh, spec hand before, like a spectrum analyzer, like the Ekao Sidekick. It's a really great example. Uh, Medgeek Spy is another one. When you look at a SPECAN, you see one of two signatures or shapes from Wi-Fi. If it's like an 802.11b data rate, uh, then you get a curve shape. If it's an 802.11g or n data rate, you're going to put our audience to sleep. I mean, I'm already trying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already trying, but you know. Uh, if you see an 802.11g or n data rate, you get a flat tabletop shape, right? And so the packet potato... Uh, is, well, the question is, is, is it a spectrum analyzer or a packet analyzer? We're not really sure, but all it does is it listens for packets, and if it's a DSSS data rate, it turns on the green LEDs, and if it's an OFDM data rate, it turns on the green LEDs, and that's it. That's all it does. Uh, it does have a little screen to tell you what channel we're on, so I can, like, switch down to channel... Six. Yeah, there's channel six right now. Thanks. It's mirrored, and I was really mirrored on the screen. That was really difficult. <laughs> yeah, we'd go up to 13. Yeah. Of course we can. Oh, yeah. Uh, not much going on on Channel 13 right now. It's amazing. It's kind of, Wes, what channel? You're on Channel 6 right now? Yeah. Wes, uh, Wes Purvis here in the background. He's got uh, his pack of He's potato. Got his potato wrapped around yeah. his Who neck. else? Anybody else? Oh, yeah. Raymond. Raymond has got his. Keith, where's your pack? It's in your room. Okay. Your, okay. All right. That's okay. 
yeah. So, any, any questions about the uh, the potato grade packet analyzer? Yeah, sure. So, since since it gives us such an amazing functionality, I'm sure right. that all of us would want to buy one. Right. How I can we do it? Yeah, I understand that. Um, yeah, it's definitely positioned to unseat some of the um, more expensive packet anal yeah. analysis tools Honestly, out there. I can probably wear this during a survey, right? You could. Yeah, it, really useful. Yeah, uh, great for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Does, does, does this integrate with uh, EchoHub Pro so you can feed data <laughs> from no, this into EchoHub Pro? No, it doesn't, but I will talk. Miko's not here. What kind um, of reports can I get out of it? Uh, the, well, the, what you see, that's what you get out of it. So, uh, anyway, somebody oh, might want to warn NetAlly that this is coming because, uh, <laughs> you know, this does is it, a, uh, does it support AX yet? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> actually it will, because I mean, AX is going to be backwards compatible with, uh, with 802.11 prime, right? It's already ready Dude, it's for 802.11 AX. Yeah. Well, anybody, does anybody know why I did green for OFDM and blue for DSSS. Anybody want to take a guess as to why I chose this? That no, not the account colors. No, no. The old school Wi-Fi. Nice, good job. In Echahal Pro. That's right. Yeah. What's that? Uh, yeah. So B was green, G was blue. Where does that leave 11N with this whole thing? Yeah, and not enough room for it. We didn't have enough pins for that many. Oh, B for blue. Oh. Wow, it's that simple. <laughs> so, so uh, for those of you that repeat that, so yeah, for those of you that can't see or hear, uh, Wes in the background here, Wes says that uh, it's it's uh, you know B for blue and G for green, which makes. Do you think that's what the Wi-Fi Alliance was doing all along? We just cracked the code. And it just Let's just start saying it. And then it'll pick up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to eight to eleven n. It just fell apart. So uh, anyway, yeah, that is the pack. Oh, so you're asking about uh, getting one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is a great question. Um, so the the main reason why I created this is because um, there's some conferences out there like like DefCon. Anybody go to DefCon? Anybody in the room been to DefCon? Yeah, Keith's been to DefCon uh, at Security Infosec. Uh, conferences like DEFCON and B-Sides and to some extent Black Hat, badges are a really big deal. Like you can get a badge that looks like, you know, Bender's face and it's like, you know, not that Bender, not the Bender that we know in the Wi-Fi community, but, you know, Futurama Bender. Oh, there is a Futurama Easter egg on the back here. Here, do you want to show, show the, the audience? There is a Futurama reference on the back there. Not sure if Spectrum Analyzer or Packet Analyzer. Yep. Yep. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you were soldering one, and and, and yeah, because because uh, like, consequently, just two weeks ago, I was soldering something for my bike, and and I really sucked at it. And and today, I really actually taught you taught me in like two minutes how to no. solder. Wow, which you were was natural, really, really man. Cool. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, it looked really good. So yeah, we'll we'll get it finished up before the end of the conference here, but. Um, I was talking about like the purpose behind this. Um, badges are a big deal at info security conferences. Why not have a badge for a Wi-Fi conference at some point? So I don't know. What do you think, Keith? Maybe more badges in the future? Keith says more badges. So, 
So, um, oh, also one more thing I should point out is here on the side, you see those three, the red, green, and blue LEDs. That is the frame type, whether it's a management frame or a control frame or a data frame. I actually couldn't get that to work at all. I just didn't know how. Um, and then uh, Blake's not in here, is he? He's. I think he's actually still upstairs helping people mop up things in the soldering deep dive, but he actually got that working. So shout out to Blake. Nice work. Nice. He so got, so it was that like was just today, right? Uh, uh, last night at midnight. So yeah, today nice. actually. Nice. Yeah, it was technically today. So bring so. your broken stuff to WLPC and it'll get And Blake will fix it? it. Well, I don't <laughs> That's know. community for you. Well, so Jerry said, bring your broken stuff to WLPC and it'll just get fixed for you. Um, so I don't know, uh, work on the WLAN Pi, have you had similar experiences like that where you like hit a roadblock or just something you just didn't understand, but somebody else in the community like just knew what to do or, or is that just me? It might be just me. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the whole kind of premise behind the WMPI project is all uh, community-driven stuff. And, yeah, whether it's just, you know, new ideas or taking the ideas that were kind of half-baked and, you know, making them actually work and work better. What's that? Full-baked. Full yes, full-baked. Taking them half-baked. Yeah, I can half-bake stuff all right. It's full-baking it is the problem. Um, but, yes, uh, that's, been, that's been pretty awesome with the, uh, the community. It's, uh, it's definitely uh, become a lot more polished over the, uh, the, over the years now. It's pretty cool, man. Uh, and you guys were – I still didn't answer your question about buying one because I have had multiple <laughs> people ask me. Uh, never intended to make money on this. Uh, it was really just for fun. Uh, but I've, I've uh, talked to a lot of people this week that would like to get one. Um, and uh, most people have said, I don't know, let's just take a quick poll in the room and maybe on the chat too, would you rather have a kit where you get a bag of components and you solder them together? It's all through whole stuff, so it should be pretty easy with a full guide. Or would you rather just buy one pre-assembled? I don't know, throw in the chat. Clark says a kit. What do you guys think in the room? Kit? Kit. I do the kit. Kit. I'm lazy, man. I'd rather it come. What's that? Yeah. So you want to finish one. So maybe we do. I'm with Helga on that one. Maybe we do both. By, by the way, I'm lazy. Say, so a guy who has built an enormous product. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. I think that's all I have to say about that. Unless people have questions. Should we bring in Keith? I yeah, Grandmaster. Bring him in. But be, yeah. before you yeah. leave, though, like, where did you make it? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, how did. Okay. Like Before you just we bring didn't, Keith you, you yeah, just we, didn't we get can, a board in a potato can, shape, did you? No, we didn't just get a board in a potato <laughs> shape. Yeah, we can. I, I can stretch out the limelight here a little bit longer. Oh, no. Wireless Banter Show is the co-host now. Are we on? We still here? Hey, somebody in, the, somebody in the comments. Okay, lots of people say kit. Lots of people. Jimmy, Bryce wants a two-pack, one of each. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cool. Okay, it's still working. Okay, so build process for this. Uh, first thing I did is I had the idea for it and I built it on a breadboard with two LEDs, one for DSSS, one for OFDM. Um, and then I got uh, just kind of got that basic thing working. And then I took it to my brother, who is a mechanical engineer, but is pretty sharp on the electrical engineering side. And I gave him a sketch, basically the potato and, you know, like the graphic of fry on the back and the layout of kind of where I wanted everything. And I said, hey, man, can you help me work this out and do a PCB design for me? So my brother um, did the whole PCB design. Uh, he's at Crane550 on Twitter. Uh, and uh, so he did that. And then he got the files back to me and I sent it off to a Chinese uh, PCB ma manufacturer called JLC PCB. And I sent that out on a Friday night or no, no, a Sunday night. And they had it to me on Friday afternoon. Wow. 
Wow. All the way from Ooh. Shenzhen. Yeah. Wow. Really quick. And they're super high quality boards and everything. So, um, yeah, really quick turnaround. So we did a prototype. The green one that I was wearing at Wi-Fi Trek was the prototype. Uh, this is like the next prototype. We've identified a few issues on this board, but it does blink. And that's the important <laughs> part. So, yeah, anybody can make these boards. I mean, people with the know-how. And really thankful to my brother. Shout out to my brother for uh, putting a lot of time and effort in doing the hard part, working at the finer points of the circuitry, and doing the PCB design. Could not, could not have done this without him. And he did it insanely fast. Like, I think we did the whole thing we started seven weeks ago. When did we find out that the soldering deep dive was actually for real? Seven weeks to get to this, which I think is absolutely nuts. Yeah, that's, that's great. It's yeah. cool, man. Cool. Thanks. Where can people find more information about the packet potato? Uh, hashtag packet potato on Twitter for now. Awesome. Hashtag packet potato. So I will vacate a spot for Keith. All right. <laughs> Grandmaster K Dog. <laughs> so you, you know, Grandmaster in America has different meanings. So I, it does? Yeah. Yeah, you know, lost in translation <laughs> once again. <laughs> I wish I got a dollar every time I hear that. So, so Echo House logo used to have blue balls, and I used to refer to the blue balls in every one of my demos. And and every time I say that, I would get like, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't from translate from the other end. Very this well. is this is from the guy who who called it RTFM on purpose. Well, th that's also true, but but that wasn't my idea actually. RTFM came from one of the developers. I think we had something like uh, COW uh, originally intended as the acronym, but, but RTFM was much better because it was supposed to be WOW and COW, but then, uh, you know... It That's was way better than WOW and COW. Yeah, yeah, way, way better. So, um, first of all, thank you for the awesome conference. I'm assuming everybody already knows about the conference. If you don't, go to wlandpros.com to find out more. But uh, today, what, what if we... Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, I just took some of the pictures from your uh, website, actually. But this is about your presentation today, which is based on your brand new, is it four-day course of, you know, Wi-Fi troubleshooting ins and outs. So it talks about the methodologies, the tools, uh, the different means to get to the same place, which is the solution. Uh, where should we start, even with this? Uh, you tell us, but but I mean, there's a picture on the on the screen. How, why, why don't you uh, you know start at the beginning? No. Um, in, in order to come up with a new course on how to troubleshoot, uh, there's been a lot of you know how many of us have taken CWAP for years that you gets into the packets, yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and and that is a form of troubleshooting. And then one cycle that went through with. Uh, the CWMP is they kind of took the teeth out of CWAP and it was no longer about packets, it was about troubleshooting. So it became a troubleshooting course, kind of around packets. And then I thought, well, in ECSE's teaching design, we've taught design for a long time, uh, one of the biggest questions that we get is, do you have anything for troubleshooting? Because we design once, but we troubleshoot every single day. So coming up with an idea of how to troubleshoot, there's... Um, many people, there's a Cisco method and a Microsoft method and a CBMP method of a flow of troubleshooting. And in order to even look at that, I, I wanted to say, well, what, what could go wrong in, in wireless? And I, I always give a shout out to Lee Badman who made a picture 
uh, maybe, maybe three and a half years ago of a idea of how to how to look at, oh, I don't know if you even have that picture up there. WLandpros.com slash troubleshoot, right? Yeah, I don't know if I even have it there. But anyway, he took that idea of graphically to see how complex Wi-Fi is and found out that it is way more complex than I thought it was. Oh, there it is, yeah. So that was Lee's original picture and kind of started with that and worked with, uh, oh, hundreds and hundreds of hours to come up with uh, this graphic. And after a couple of discussions today, um, we're going to update it some more. You know, nice. it, needs, it needs an entire RRM bubble. <laughs> and I totally skipped it. Its own box. Yeah. So the, the idea was to find out uh, how Wi-Fi works, what could go wrong, and then uh, teach people a methodology of, of where to hang things on. Uh, there's still a process. You still have to go through the same processes to solve the problem, to, to isolate it, to do all those issues. We have a ton of tools to play with. Uh, tools that allow you to investigate, some tools to validate, some tools to, in, to interrogate, to use packet captured analysis, but just needed to come up with some structure to hold the whole thing on. So that was kind of the impetus, and now we have a class that goes through and does that and then teaches uh, using free tools, using inexpensive tools, and using professional tools. So... Um Besides the tools, I know you're really excited about wireless tools, but uh, after the tools, uh, what was the most exciting thing when you were uh, kind of building the, this? What was the like thing that kept you motivated when you were... Because this, this is an enormous amount of work for you and the team that you built this with. The, the tools are fun, and to come up with a class that has hands-on, that you actually get it and try it, that's kind of cool. For me personally, it was finally seeing the structure fit. The, the, the way to break it down, that, that to be able to tell the difference between a wired problem and a wireless problem. And if it is wireless, how in the wireless is it working? Is it because it's an RF issue or is it because of an association issue or a client issue? And just to, to have a graphic to hang things on so you could point and talk about it. So I have a question because uh, I know we have the gits in the audience uh, regarding troubleshooting. So, so maybe if we could introduce the gits uh, <laughs> on stage, the the mythical Wi-Fi figure, uh, Mr. Mr. Gits. Uh, <laughs> question to you, myth- mythical mystical Wi-Fi figure, eight hundred eleven AX. How is that going to change uh, troubleshooting, and how is it going to make it complex? How is it going to make it easier? Uh, what's going to happen? Okay. Speak as loud as can. Okay. So use an American accent, or we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to use my American accent because everybody will know who I am then. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> AX is going to make um, packet capture at least um, difficult from a point of view of a mobile device if you want to capture data frames. Um, I think it's going to move packet capture into the AP. Um, so from a point of view of packet capture into the AP, it's going to make it, um, I think we're going to have to capture from the AP if we want to capture data frames. Um, a lot of troubleshooting though should occur at the client. So that leaves us with a problem because we can, yes, we can get the data frames from the AP. Um, but I still think um, a lot of client troubleshooting, we don't actually need the data. We only need to know, you know, have they associated, can they connect, 
um, have they got Creator2.1x, um, are they sending lots of retries? So if we're seeing acknowledgements, we know even if we can capture the data, we know the data's been transmitted correctly. Um, so a lot of the stuff we do from a client perspective, we're still going to be able to do. We're just going to get have to get used to looking for um, evidence that the data has been transmitted as opposed to actually seeing the data frames. So it's kind of like we'll have, you know, f- we'll still have goggles on, but it's going to be foggy goggles. We'll miss some of the data. Yeah, we're going to miss data frames, basically. Um, that's what we're going to miss. Um, if we need to troubleshoot application layer things, then you're probably best doing AP captures or wired captures to actually capture the sort of upper layer traffic. But over the air, it's going to be very difficult. So just to just to reiterate, it is not possible to capture a payload of the AX clients with another client. You have to do it on the access point that is actively serving those clients, right? Um, it, that's my theory. Um, but obviously, we're only literally at the moment, we're now starting to get APs that actually support OFDMA. Um, so before I came here, I was trying to set up a test lab with um, several AX clients I have to actually capture the OFDM payload. That is my mission at the moment. Um, to do it, I believe I need to capture it from an AP radio, which is serving the clients. So I need an AP, which allows packet capture from the serving the radio that's actually serving it, not a third radio. Um, there's not many of those around that are supporting OFDMA today. These AP vendors that support packet capture from the radio that's transmitting, but finding one that's doing that and also supporting OFDM today, um, I believe they're coming in the next few weeks. So watch this space. But that is. But as soon as I manage to do it, I will let people know. So that will be revealed on the Gits, uh, Gits' Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. Follow the Gits on Twitter and you'll be the first to know. Yeah, and one more thing. That mask is even freakier close up when you get... <laughs> <laughs> what mask? <laughs> Any other questions for the Gits? Anyone? Or Keith? Yeah, sure. So since we have you guys here, uh, Mr. Keith, Grandmaster, what was your favorite presentation today or yesterday um I'm, i'm just very pleased that all the presentations that came through just every year they get to be technical more technical and uh, i'm just pleased of how well the presentations have been put together that people put a lot of effort sometimes months of effort or uh yeah just to give you guys kudos the amount of time you spent to do all the testing just so that you could have that to show off in in the presentation. Very well done. Yeah, can you guys, uh, should we talk about your presentation? I know uh, we don't have probably slides here, uh, but if you if you could uh, summarize your guys' presentation that was on RTLS or location tracking systems, if you want to come out front. Sure, we can move closer, sorry. Uh, in transition. <laughs> okay, Matt, so I don't even know which one it is. Sorry, well. I'm working near the Sorry, cable here. Moving. Sorry, me. Uh, yes, sure. So should we uh, just cover quickly? What, uh, in summary, uh, the question was, what was our presentation on? Uh, which was RTLS, which we think is the most exciting thing about Wi-Fi. Um, we did some uh, actual testing of multiple vendors and different methods of tracking. 
and we had some actual demos of some of the client sites that we had deployed it at, as well as some API stuff. Yep, so just very quickly, we've done uh, proper testing demos in a lab environment of Wi-Fi trial iteration of Wi-Fi hyperlocation of uh, MIST implementation of uh, VBLE arrays. And what we have found out, maybe let's start with, with the first thing. Uh, how did trial iteration work? Are you happy with the accuracy? Yeah, I mean, well, for in, in our testing, it, it was in a perfect lab environment, which happened, also happened to be your house, uh, furnished and unfurnished, depending on when we were doing the testing and how recently you'd, mo you'd moved in. Um, so the marketed accuracy of the trial iteration was like 7 to 10 meters. Um, and most of the testing was kind of through that. Yeah, so in the lab environment, we had really good good accuracy of like two to three meters even with trial iteration. So we didn't see that coming. But more importantly, how did it, uh, how did it compare to uh, Cisco hyperlocation? Uh, well, hyperlocation is known to be, it's kind of in the name, right? Hyper. Yeah, what's, Hyper. The, what's the difference like, from the technological perspective? <laughs> from the technology perspective, it uses angle of arrival, so ang angulation, um, yeah. which has the multiple element antenna array built inside of it. Uh, so the market accuracy of hyperlocation is one to three meters. And with our testing, we found that to be within the marketed accuracy as well in our lab environment. In a real-world environment, it kind of depends Like if you're like a stationary client or if you're moving around. Um, atriums, man, atriums are not your friend when it comes to Wi-Fi no. and location tracking. No, definitely. Uh, and I think it's quite important to understand what is the frequency where your location is being calculated using RSSI methods like trial iteration and angle of arrival hyperlocation so hyperlocation is updated in every like two seconds mm -hmm. trial iteration more like close to yeah it was like 10 plus yeah 10 seconds 10 plus. and now like a good comparison to to mist which well we won't tell you which is our favorite but uh, mist does it like every <laughs> second like the computation of the location and also when it comes to complexity but how easy do you think it really is to to put a hyperlocation network together to, to have the blue dot experience on your mobile phone versus, let's say, MIST? Uh, well, there's quite a few components you needed to have to be able to get hyperlocation working. Um, so hyperlocation access points, wireless LAN controller, uh, Cisco Prime, Cisco CMX, and then potentially DNA spaces. So if you compare to what we need for MIST, we just needed the MIST access points plus connect them back to the MIST dashboard. So a uh, bit of a contrast on the components there, but... Um, yeah, we were, we're not like, we were blown away by how accurate and how sleek MIST was, uh, especially for the indoor location tracking and how not only how simple it was to get set up, but also how simple it was to implement and configure. So we was able to quickly draw wayfinding paths, being able to be snap to paths, drop in virtual beacons. So now the fact that we can have virtual beacons rather than having physical beacons and having to go around actually manning loads of little battery-operated beacons around the site that every few years you've got to go run around and change the batteries on. Um, yeah, so it's pretty nice. Did you guys take a look at uh, um, um, AZ? Mark talked about it, and I've never heard he, of it. Yeah, uh, he messaged me before we come here to make sure yeah. we wasn't crossing swords on our. Okay, it was interesting to know that they also do time of arrival, the yeah. Wi Fi. I've actually never heard about it. No, when, I, when I saw him talk about 811 MC, I was like, that doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, not it. yet, like, anyway. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, so. so yeah, yeah we haven't we haven't heard about it before either. But it'll be quite cool to to put it around, like you know, to compare it to to Cisco and to Mist to see how it how it works. 
Yeah. So it's not, it's, it's not supported, right, by like Cisco and the. I don't think the main so. Not yet, yeah. No. So what was your question? You see. No, I was ju just going to recap on the technologies. So uh, triangulation and fingerprinting. So that's provided for like Wi-Fi uh, triangulation fingerprinting. That's like pretty much every Wi-Fi infrastructure one way or the other can do that, right? Yeah, it's trilateration because triangulation, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, an, yeah. It's, it's an angle and trilateration is a distance. And we are talking about like, you know, computing the location of a client using a distance based on RSSI seen yeah. by more than three access points. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> 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 Don't worry, we've voiced triangulation as well, and so we did our research properly. Yeah, There's yeah, a lot I, of I know, I know there that calls it triangulation. Uh, but also, like trilateration, it's not really distance, it's DBM, mm. and, and it's often it's fingerprinting based. Yeah, yeah, and, and, sure. and, you know, often it's probability based, and, and you know, there's like 18 different names for these frameworks, <laughs> right? Uh, but, but that's like, any, anyway, that trilateration is any Wi Fi infrastructure, pretty much uh, you can throw up. Or throw a location engine on top and, yeah, and yeah, then sure. it works as long as you have API feed uh, of the RSSI values or then the infrastructure itself provides XY directly. Yep. Uh, then then Cisco Hyperlocation, that's like 4800s, it's built in, yep. but you can snap it on to you, you know, some, some of the other APs. Yeah, you get the, the uh, Halo module for the previous uh, versions like the 36 or the 3700, you get the uh, Halo um, module like you said to snap onto the AP. Exactly, and then for MIST, it's uh, built into the a APs, plus they have a standalone BLE array, but it's based on BLE, like yeah. an array of 16 BLE elements. Which, which is quite elements. amazing, because like, if you want to do a hyperlocation, like a very accurate location analysis, uh, live location with Cisco, you need to have quite a lot of these 4,800 access points around, right? And they are not cheap, they are massive. They're huge, quite heavy. heavy, and they stand out. Yes, a little bit. <laughs> just a little. Just a little bit. You normally need to reinforce the ceiling that you're mounting them to, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want one of them coming down and swinging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've missed with, with the uh, AP11 access points. That they BT11, right? Yeah, the BT11. Yeah, Bluetooth, Bluetooth yeah, that's only. Yeah, BLE only, of course. You sound like you're very clued I'm, up I'm on the uh, missed product portfolio there. Yeah, yeah, I've done some data sheet studies recently, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. So yeah, Miss uh, BT11 is the Bluetooth only one, and what we found was that really interesting is that you can daisy chain the BT11s off of the, off of the AP. Yeah, yeah. right. So, so just taking one one switch port for POE power. Yeah, and you, oh, is it up to four? You can uh -huh. actually daisy yeah. chain in. Yeah, you can't just continually daisy chain a bunch of the BTs to a single AP. I mean, you're going to be limited by the the power that's drawn there. But so um, it seems like you've done some missed AP testing too. Just plugging it in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was once asked to plug in a BT11 to a 3800, and I said, no, um, we can't do that. But the my, my question with your testing, because yep. with the 4800 and the hyperlocation, like, you're, you're, when, when you saw in the real world the difference with the um, how accurate it was, how is the hyperlocation compared to the actual BLE array like do you think the array is a lot more accurate than doing the angle of arrival yeah well we the mist testing that we did was the most accurate from um if you just go back to the thing about the technology the way that bluetooth work it, it the signal deteriorates a lot quicker so um for doing like the location tracking that's actually a good thing because it's not going to penetrate through floors the same way as Wi-Fi does and how strong Wi-Fi signals are. So, Is that really th true though? It's 2.4 gigahertz, the same frequency signal. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't travel that, that fast like 2.4 from the Wi-Fi, does it? 
with the same transmit power? Well, with the same transmit power, probably it would. But we are, are we using the same transmit power? Yeah, that I that that I'm not <laughs> sure sure. But uh, with the same transmit power, I would claim that Bluetooth goes exactly as far yeah. as Wi-Fi. Of course, just yeah. But we are using what what transfer power are we using? And that means to remember. Well, it is B L E, right? So yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. much yeah. lower. Yeah, no, it it wasn't traveling that much. It was we really clearly seeing uh, the changes in the RSSI when you were moving away from the access point and when you were moving like you know one meter away two meters away the changes were were massive they were substantial and in this dashboard you can really see it live uh, from eight different uh, beams directional beams mm. in the access point which is which is good because you you really see what the access points see how how about with different device types do you notice that there's a difference in accuracy there Yes, so initially, when you start uh, doing your location testing, when you put the system together and you connect for the first time, or when you start tracking your devices for the first time, you use a generic profile, but then you move around and you use machine learning to put an offset against the radio on your device because every device is different and they have different sensitivity. And you move around quite a lot, and then you can see that in the Mr. Dashboard... It's another cool feature, right? No, it's yeah. not too bad, yeah. Uh, the color changes from gray to green, which means that your device was profiled. And then every device in your network is being profiled automatically, making it more accurate. And just to put it against hyperlocation, you use um, a generic predefined profile in Cisco hyperlocation, which Cisco claims it's, it's good for 99% of cases. Right. Uh, thank you so much for the uh, for the presentation. Really, really, really good, uh, Preso, and, and interesting findings. Uh, now we we do have a last uh, one last special feature uh, here, which uh, for which we would like to invite our special guest, Mr. Uh, Dick Burner, uh, <laughs> the mysterious Dick Burner, uh, coming on stage. The, and this will be a, 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 a competition of uh, wireless banter show versus clear to send versus Wi-Fi Ninja. So, so gather around the screen um, and, and if anybody else wants to see, you, you will have to come here, otherwise we will screw up the uh, the broadcast. But it oh. will be, uh, I, I don't know what it will what's be. What's going on here? So J Jerry, I have on. no idea. We're Thank you. Ambushed. Thank you very much. Superb. Full, full name Richard, of course, Richard. Uh, but, but dick to my friends. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so um, we're going to have three teams, yes? So we're going to have Team CTS, we're going to have Team Ninjas, and Team BS. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, but, but right before, before we do that, uh, mm. I did uh, forget one... Yeah, yeah. I, I did forget actually actually a couple of presentations that you want to check out from the WLAN Pro's website and that we won't need to cover in a, in, in a future episode. Uh, one was Wessie's uh, RRM uh, and, and the other one was Maxim's uh, fact yeah, that factory great, stuff. Uh, bo both both amazing. Yeah, I, di I didn't see Wessie's. I heard it was uh, like mind-blowing and, and like Maxie's, the whole factory yeah. thing. Yeah. It was so really, really funny too as well. I had a lot of laughs during that presentation. Absolutely. I, I apologize we ran out, ran out of time uh, because Richard uh, needs to take the floor, apparently. Okay, so uh, we're going to do a very quick fire round. Uh, we've got four questions. The first one's going to be a practice. But what I need from each team is a noise. So when, when I, if I, as this is going to be a lightning round, I'm going to ask a question. Noise. And then the first team to uh, think, that, think that they've got the answer is going to need to make a noise. So, um, I mean, I've got lots of suggestions, but we'll um, make some sort of ninja noise. team CTS, what would your buzzer noise, what would you like it Sorry, to be? Buzzer. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to be, yeah? 
Go on, go on. So let, let's hear we'll, the, the buzzer noise for Team CTS. Right, we'll be... <laughs> Perfect. Okay, and uh, ninjas? Well, we'll have to make some sort of ninja noise. Ninja noise. So Hi-ya. They'll be silent. Okay, that's pretty good. And Team BS? Wireless Pantashon. <laughs> See, I think you've saddled yourself with a disadvantage there. But, uh, <laughs> okay, so let's, uh, let's do a practice. The first question is going to be a practice round, okay? And so uh, I'd like to... There's Wireless pa- Yes, yes. <laughs> um, okay, uh, what I want to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and in this scenario, uh, say Wireless Banter Show came up with the first buzzer noise, and then instantly afterwards there was another team's. If and when Wireless Banter Show got the answer wrong, then that would immediately go to whoever came in and buzzed second. Okay, so for a practice, out of the following four, efficiency, higher data rates, location services, and security, 802.11i is which? Security. Okay, good. So that didn't count for any points because that was the practice round. Okay, all right, good. All right, so so for the next one. (laughs) Okay, now, so on this one, I'm going to need to share the screen. No one's keeping track of the points anyways. This one here, and we'll do... Okay. pressure, Nick. No, 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 no. All right. Sorry. Who? Sorry, Dick. Uh, and now, if we can, why is this here? Let's do that. So, this is an image. It's from Twitter, and it's going to slowly zoom out so you can see what it is. And uh, I'd like you to tell me what it is. Okay. I. Right, are you? Re- uh, yeah. We got. We got it. All right. You ready? Ready. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what? We have to get the model number correct. Ah, ah, but this is a profile picture. So I'm not interested in what the item is. I want to know whose profile yeah, picture is. Maybe we this should have waited for the question. Oh, oh so. I mean, they're so, out now, so it's uh, just us guys, right? just changed the question. Yeah. Go on then, Team BS. It's uh, Randy. Randy oh, Monday. he's good. Oh, he's good. So maybe let's just... the person behind. <laughs> <laughs> for, 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 for a bonus point, for a bonus point, the person behind is the, the person behind the, the, the Randy Von, von Nash. Yeah, nobody even nobody knows. Like it's nobody a genuine knows. mystery. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, okay, it's just it conspiracy really, theories. I think Richard was just trying to figure out. Who <laughs> yeah, come on, so somebody knows, right? <laughs> We've been sworn to secrecy. Okay, two more questions remaining. So the next one is like the first rounds. So, uh, can, can I get from the audience like banter, banter, banter? <laughs> that, that was the worst cheering oh, I've ever heard in my life. Well, it's, there were signs on the entry saying, do not make any noise, threats, threats of death. You know. Everyone's just doing sign language cheering right now. <laughs> yeah, the crowd's going wild. <laughs> okay. Efficiency. Higher data rate, location services, and security. 80211 MC. MC, Master of Ceremony. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Please. Lakia Shan. Perfect. Perfect. And and for a bonus point, whose presentation mentioned that earlier today? Okay. Yes. Congratulations. Right. So. So these teams have some worthless points. Uh, Team Ninjas has some worthless points. And Team CTS also has some worthless points at this stage. Oh, Richard. 
Final, final question. Final question for today's quiz will be another zooming profile picture. From Twitter? Um, probably. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I should say what I think that is, to be honest. <laughs> you already know. You already know. <laughs> no, he just no, doesn't no. dare say. Yeah. Okay. Because you guys color, ready? color is uh, similar to... Mm. You all ready? Yes. All right. Probably get that checked out. Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. It's UC's tits. <laughs> I'm afraid that is not the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, wait, or do you have another Twitter account that we don't know about? <laughs> okay. All right, we'll start again. I'm, so uh, I guess that means while well, also Randy yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, you guys are out now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please. Oh, can, I, can I answer this one? <laughs> I think that was ten. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Keith Parsons. Fantastic. Nice. Legend. Gen gentlemen, well done, teams. You've all been exceptionally well. You have all scored an equal number of worthless points. Congratulations. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you, Richard. Uh, thank you very much. And Pleasure. it's time for the WLA quiz in the other room, which may be broadcasted in some channel. But then, uh, any last way. words uh, before mm. we... Well, thank you. Thank you, Keith and the Wireless Land professionals for putting on this conference. It's our, it's our debut conference here and we've thoroughly enjoyed it. Great ne networking with everyone else. And uh, thank you guys for doing this co-hosted podcast, webinar, ambush, chaotic thing. That you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... and uh, as in Jimmy Kimmel, is it? Uh, where, you know, we ran... Sorry, Matt Damon, we ran out of time. So sorry, Maxim and, and Wes, we ran out of time. Um, anyway. No, thank uh, yeah, th thank you, Keith. This is my first WLPC. Um, and I chose Prague, of all places. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, appreciate you uh, holding this conference and making it fun. Appreciate you guys coming out here. And I'm just really tired. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Francois, Roel, thank you. Uh, Ninjas, uh, Jerry, Joel, Richard, all the presenters <laughs> yeah. one, one thing I would just add on the WLPC side uh, Since I have had the pleasure of going to both WLPCs in the US And now this is my second one in the EU I'm really impressed by, you know, for the shorter amount of time that it's been in the EU The quality of the conference, I would say, yeah, is equally as good as in the US oh, It may yeah. not be quite as large, but it's not that much smaller, and the quality of the content and the, the socializing and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. it's, it's the agree. same. Yeah, it's, it's just pretty it's awesome. It's unbelievably yeah. good. Uh, we were talking about the same thing today, that, you know, Europe, this year was the year that Europe at least got on par with the U.S. in term, terms of, like, presentations, if didn't go, actually, uh, you, you know, a bit higher. So it's going to be a tight race next year as well. Yep. Cool. Oh. <laughs> right. Keith says, put yeah, yeah, that's actually in. true. Call for uh, presentations or call for papers is still in for another week for WLPC Phoenix in February. Get those in mofos. <laughs> cool. Right. Thank yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you, everyone. Bye bye. Bye. Love you.